Welcome to The Receptive Life. We're learning how to fight against the unholy trinity to defend ourselves with the person, the work, the promises of Jesus. But also learning how to rest and to receive all the gifts that only can come from the triune God. So this third station speaks about repent, receive, rejoice, repeat. Repent. Acknowledge your sin. Agree with God about it. Admit it. Bring it out into the open. Receive the forgiveness of sins that comes from the person and work of Jesus. And when you have that, rejoice that you have peace with God, peace with one another. And sadly then, because the devil still assails and attacks us and because we live in this corrupt world and because of our own sinful flesh, uh, we need to repeat that. Repent, receive, rejoice, repeat. So now our little uh, progress uh, from station one, two, into station three. So you wake up in the morning, you make the sign of the cross, you say in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. You can say Luther's evening or morning prayer and uh, commend yourself into the Lord's hands. You know, that little phrase at the end, into thy hands I commend myself, my body and soul and all things. Let the holy angel be with me, the wicked foe have no power over me. Amen. And then move into station three. At the end of the day, you can look over the, you know, uh, the day's activities and you can confess your sins before God, receive his forgiveness. In the morning, you wake up and you pray that the Lord would guide your steps, that uh, your life would be ordered in such a way that it would be honoring uh, to the kingdom. And so you can use those little stepping stones to enter into station three from Psalm 119. Uh, but they prepare, right? Prepare your heart to to make a confession of sin, but also to receive the forgiveness of sins. Always remember that confession um, consists of those two parts, right? It's not just a, a acknowledging of your sin, it's receiving, uh, receiving the forgiveness of sins in Jesus. And so in station three, then you can examine your life with the Ten Commandments. And then coming out of the Ten Commandments, what's the only appropriate response? Well, Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. You can also expand that a little bit, use that general confession, or you can also uh, use 1 John chapter 1. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Now, this is a life. This is why we put this in the daily practice. This is a life of repentance. It's not just one moment. We repeat it and repeat it and repeat it. It's just not a day. It's a way of life. In fact, Martin Luther, in his 95 theses, the very first one, he says, when our Lord and Master Jesus Christ said, repent, Matthew chapter 4, verse 17, He willed the entire life of believers to be one of repentance. Again, always remind ourselves that repentance in the broadest sense of the term just doesn't mean to confess sin and to leave it at that. No, in the broadest sense, it means to confess your sin, but also to receive the forgiveness of sins that comes through, through Jesus. So how do you do that? Well, one way is by remembering your baptism. So in the little catechism, again, we reference this as a little tool. Um, In Luther's small catechism, he says, so what does such baptizing with water signify, right? 
He answers, it signifies that the old Adam in us should by daily contrition and repentance be drowned and die with all sins and evil lusts, and again a new man daily come forth and arise, who shall live before God in righteousness and purity forever. And then he says, where is this written? Answer, St. Paul says, Romans chapter 6, we are buried with Christ by baptism into death, that, like as he was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. And so uh, there's all of these wonderful images that come uh, through water uh, in baptism. And you think about um, such things as the Exodus, the people being brought out of slavery through the waters and brought into um, the family of God. God makes them his own people, and all their enemies are drowned, right, in in the waters. And so when we go underneath the waters, or when water is placed upon us in our baptism, it drowns, it washes away, it cleanses us from, from sin. Paul says in Romans 6, right, that in baptism, Uh, we are now connected to the death and the resurrection of Jesus. We are buried with Jesus in baptism. So our sins go with him onto the cross. Then we are uh, connected to him in his death and in his burial. Those sins are there and um, they stay there, right? And then we rise with him in resurrection. So we go into Uh, the grave with him. We come out of the grave with him. Our sins are placed on the cross, and we are raised up, as Paul says, raised up into new life with Jesus. And now we are called called to walk in a new life. Now, this is a continual event, though, for us, right? So we're not continually baptized over and over again, but we remember our baptism. We make use of our baptism through this through this act of repentance, this act of confession. So think about it again as two parts, confessing our sins. Our sins placed on Jesus at the cross. They go into the grave. We then rise with Jesus as well into newness of of life. So the, the very vivid image that is used is the old man. The old self is drowned and a new man comes out of the waters of baptism alive. So just think about it this way. What areas of your life need to die, right? What areas uh, need new new life? Um, so Jesus says, you come after me, you, you deny self, take up cross, um, you die, and you receive new new life. And so what areas of our life need to die to sin, but also to be uh, raised and to be live uh, live a new life with Christ Jesus. Well, we can do that uh, every moment of every day by uh, living out our baptism, making use of it, remembering that baptism through this um, this daily practice of confession. Now, there's another way you can do this. I haven't included it um, in our video here, uh, but I think I'll be able to give reference to it in some notes. But uh, Martin Luther said, you know what? I need to prepare something for people when they go to the Lord's Supper. Um, They intend to go to the sacrament. Let's make sure they're going to the sacrament well-prepared, examining their lives. So he wrote this little little way to prepare. Uh, He called it Christian Questions with Their Answers. 
And so uh, I think what I can do is uh, provide that for you in the notes uh, along with this video. And you can make use of that, say, on a Saturday night before you go to worship on the Lord's Day. And uh, it will prepare your heart well to receive the forgiveness of sins. Again, when we go to worship, why do we go? All right. Uh, the worship is about a ladder that God descends to us. He gives to us his gifts. We receive from God the chief gift, the forgiveness of sins. And in response to that, then, what do we do? Well, we rejoice. Because when you and I, when we have the forgiveness of sins, what do we have? Well, we have everything, right? We have peace with God. We have peace with one another. Might not be well with our world, but in Jesus, it can be well with our soul. So a little phrase again is repent. You're sick. I'm sick. We have sin, death, and the devil against us. Well, what's the cure? What's the medicine? Go to the hospital, receive the forgiveness of sins within the church of God. He is abundant in giving to us the medicine, uh, the gospel that is promised to us. And when we receive it, what do we have? Well, not just eternal life, but life here today as well. A life filled with faith and hope and love. So repent, receive, rejoice, and repeat. <music>